I'm Justin Barsha, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, it's Marvin Moose here, and you're listening to Moto X Pod Show. Pod show episode 90. Little Leonard Cohen from the movie Natural Born Killers. You're probably too young to ever have seen that movie, huh, Doc? Yeah, I've never seen it. Ooh, that's some good stuff right there. That's some classic, classic movie. Yeah, you gotta check that out. All right, guys. Moto X Pod show is brought to you by Shock Socks, the original number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing fork seals, so ask your local motorcycle shop about Shock Socks or go to burnmotorsports.com. And you can also find them on Instagram and Facebook. Guys, if you need new graphics, if you're looking for a new set, something fresh, make your bike look good and clean, you need to get with Char at MX Girl Designs. MX Girl Designs specializes in vintage and modern MX graphics. She can come up with any design that you, uh, you can give her an idea or you can give her whatever you have. You know, just, She can come up with something or you can give her your own idea. She can make it work. She can make it look sharp. And she does it at a great price. So contact Charlene at char at mxgirl.com and follow her on Instagram. Last last week, uh, maybe, well, next week, I guess, we may be giving another set of these Allsport Dynamic wrist braces away. You guys know that uh, Allsport Dynamics are the wrist, wrist braces are the helmet for your wrists. Top riders like Weston Pike, Adam Cincerillo, Joey Sivacci, Austin Fortner, Alex Ray, Major League Baseball players, NFL players, and Pro Bowl riders all trust Allsport Dynamics. Visit motocrosswristbrace.com for info and follow them at wristbraceguy on Instagram or email me at darksidemx3 at aol.com. The Moto, Moto X Pod Show is also brought to you by Mad Jack Synthetics. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics. Hang on, let me bump this down. I'm back to running the board, not used to TJ not being here again. All right, Moto X Pod Show is also brought to you by Mad Jack Synthetics. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. They are riders, racers, and just all-around fans of dirt bikes. Dane Evans is nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. Contact Mad Jack Synthetics at 805-531-9551 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. And also, our newest sponsor, Fly Racing. You guys know all about fly racing best gear out there um worn by weston pike blake baggett the list goes on me who else doc honestly I couldn't michael tell you. moseman we, you don't know yeah not really. anybody that's awesome wears fly racing right yes I mean, yeah you're an answer I guy can't, i can't really say anything <laughs> you're an answer guy it's okay fly racing's on board we'll be doing some giveaways real soon with that um all right, guys, so Unadilla is over. Um, that was a mud fest again. Doc, who is in studio with me, say hi, Doc. What's up? 
Doc did not get a chance to watch it yet. A little disappointed in you for that. Hey, I had, I went and floated the river. I had a fun time. Yeah? You can always watch those later. Didn't rain where you were? Uh, or no. You... Actually, it didn't rain all. Like, like It rained before we got there. Yeah? But the whole time we were floating the river, it was all nice and sunny, and it was pretty great. Cool, man. That's uh, nothing yeah. wrong with that. I haven't ever gone down there and floated the river. Yeah, it was fun. First time for me, and a lot of fun. Cool. So um, tonight we've got a uh, – it's probably going to be a little different, a little shorter tonight. I've got some things I need to get back to. Um, TJ's not in studio. Um, so, yeah, we're going to – Doc's in studio. We've got Henry Miller coming up, Shea, uh, Shea Murphy, who is the PR manager for Troy Lee Designs, Red Bull KTM. And uh, we were supposed to have Stank Dog, but since he did Pulp Show last night and Mathis covered pretty much everything that – I had. Uh, we, we're going to postpone him a little bit, a little closer to straight rhythm. But uh, Carson Mumford's going to come on and talk about Loretta's with us a little bit. And then we have Preston Rose, who is a uh, he's a listener of the Pulp Show, listener of our show. I got to meet him at Muddy Creek, and he has been a pro mechanic for guys like uh, Linovich and Tommy Searle. So he's going to give us some cool stories, tell us a little bit about himself. Well, all right, Doc. So it's hard to talk about Unadilla with you. Not have watching, but yeah, it was. I mean, I've seen a little bit of it. I mean, yeah, it's pretty muddy. crazy. Very muddy. Very chaotic. goggle changes. Yeah. Um, Eli was amazing first moto, coming from a bad start, went in, got yeah. goggles, caught Marvin anyway, passed yeah, him. There's a lot of hype about him taking that pit stop and getting some goggles. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of guys did that, but nowhere near as quick as he yeah. did. Yeah, it. it was pretty rad. Like, I, I kind of feel like maybe we should throw a pit stop in a mandatory <laughs> pit stop at every round. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, I think they'll get real fast at it real quick. Yeah, like, uh, let's change a front wheel and <laughs> goggles every round. Ooh, that could be a little dangerous. Why? I mean, they're rushing, maybe not tighten something up. or. Hey, man, that's same thing happens in NASCAR. If you don't t- t- tighten a lug nut. Yeah, but you're in a, a cage. You're not in a cage when they're like. <laughs> I guess that's true. I don't know, man. It was it was pretty wild watching it. Um, you know, the it's still cool. We got real one line. They, call, they kept calling it a goat trail because there was one yeah. good line. And it definitely didn't – the racing wasn't as good as normal. Um, but it was still pretty cool. I mean, it's just something different, different – you know, hell, Filthy Phil, third overall. Yeah. Got himself awesome. a podium. Got a, a, a great start in Moto2. Hell, I think he had the whole shot. Um, in fantasy, I had picked Marvin to be the first lap leader, which yeah. he almost was in the first <laughs> moto. I think Dylan Merriam got that. And then in the second moto, he had, like, Marvin had the lead, and then Phil just took it away right before the start-finish line. My fantasy was so horrible this last week. Yeah, mine's never good. Like, I was watching it while I was floating the river. I was like, oh, man, I'm happy (laughs) I'm not watching this race. Yeah. Shooting myself in the head. Well, you just couldn't tell because the guys were following so much, and you'd have a guy in, you know, like, fourth place, and all of a sudden he'd be in 18th place and be like, well, he just fell over in the mud, and, you know. I took um, – oh, who did I – I can't even remember my list. But uh, Caleb Russell was one of them. And even though yeah, he didn't do well too. in the second moto, he still got double points because he had a plus 18. That was good. Yeah, I, I had I him took Ferrandez. I, I didn't have Ferrandez. I just – I thought Plessinger was going to do real good. Yeah, well, he still did. Yeah, he did great. But, yeah. like, I expected him to win. So. Yeah. Well, everybody's talking about the um, MX of Nations picks. You know, I mean, everybody kind of knew who Team America was going to be, but the Team Puerto Rico's there's a lot of hype. I don't know yeah. if or discussion about it. What are your thoughts? 
I think it's going to be pretty cool seeing uh, Pastrana out there racing again. It's going to be pretty cool. I mean, I, I really never got to see him race that much yeah. because I was so little when he was still racing Supercross and everything. So, um, I mean, it's going to be pretty cool to watch. That's that's definitely why my parents wanted to go see Pastrana race. Yeah, I think that's going to be rad. He was amazing in his day. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. I know he doesn't get to ride a lot as far as actual moto. But yeah. when you have that kind of talent, I don't think it completely goes away. I mean, nobody seems to think they'll make the the show, the A main, which yeah. that kind of sucks because like I, I want to believe they can. You know, and I, I, the Ronnie Mac thing, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't see how quote unquote Ronnie Mac, a person yeah. that's a fictional character, sort of get will be able to ride. I, I just, yeah, I don't get it. How are you? I don't do your AMA stuff. I don't really think Ronnie Mac will be the guy racing. I, you know, I, I'm sure they'll have to say, oh, it's Jimmy Albertson, or something's gonna have to happen. Yeah. I would think. I mean, the only thing I could see is if Pastrana hits the ground and gets knocked out so easily. I mean, that could kind of make not really help him out in that aspect. But right. But yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, Ryan Sipes is pretty. I mean, he's consistent and he's got some talent. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy Albertson, I would think, is still fast. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, why, why not let Blake Baggett or Weston Pike or one of those guys have a shot? I mean, I feel like they deserve it. Yeah, I understand that, but it was probably one of those things where it's going to be one of those you go. They're going there to have fun. They're yeah, not necessarily right. trying to go win. Because I think if Baggett went and they got they didn't qualify for the A mains, he'd kind of be pissed <laughs> off. That's true too, I guess. You I can see at, that. Yeah. So it almost I almost feel like though we could have two super teams. Like you could go our main team, and then you could have Weston Blake and Alex Martin on the Puerto Rican team. So you oh, basically yeah. have two major teams. Yeah. You know, but maybe there may be some rule against that. Because I don't. Know. I don't know the rule rules. It. There has to be. But you would, well, I don't yeah, know. it's strange. It would be. It's still it's interesting. So, yeah. um, all right, we're gonna do a little bit of a shorter intro tonight. Like I said, we're a little unprepared tonight. Um, I do want to announce the winner of the Amsoil Four Stroke Oil Kit from uh, Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is Mike Pemberton. He is at fifty six uh, at five six seven Moto Dad. He won the oil. I shipped that out today. And last week I mentioned that for our Patreon guys that got some um, some of the signed product that we're giving away. Um, Craig Martin, I'm sorry, I'm blanking. I'm just trying to figure everything out. Craig Martin had messaged me and said that he didn't. He was going to give his prize back to give away, and I had said it was one of Eli's gloves, but I had misspoke. It's actually Christian Craig's goggle signed. And we redrew for that, and Richard Mason won that. I haven't contacted him yet. I'll do that tomorrow. So, yeah, this, that's the, the winner of the goggles is Richard Mason, and the winner of the oil is Mike Pemberton. Uh, you guys know about the patron. We've talked about it a bunch. If you guys go sign up, patron.com, and follow our show, contribute to the Moto X-Pod show. There's a lot of cool things coming up. We're about to ship out uh, our packages that we've been talking about for months now. We're going to ship those out probably in about a week. And a lot of cool stuff. We give some content. I posted this coming Thursday's episode of The Podium to the Patreon listeners last week. And that's going to be with uh, Steve Mathis. He was kind enough to do that for me. So that's cool. They already got that. Just some little cool things that we try to do. And as you guys know, we appreciate all your support. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and go into break. And um, hopefully this show won't be too bad without my producer in studio tonight. And we'll be back with Henry Miller. Hey, this is Chase Sexton. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Your attention, please. Please yell if you are paying attention. Ah! 
are back with our first guest of the night, who is brought to you by Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. You guys know where to find them, burnmotorsports.com or your local motorcycle shop. Check them out. And our first guest of the night is uh, the number 48, Henry Miller, Rutted Racing, X-Brand, Blood Lubricants. How's it? What's up, Henry? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Man, we're doing good. We're uh, we were just sitting here talking, and I was talking a little bit about the the mud bath you guys had this weekend. Doc hasn't got to watch it yet. Yeah, it looked pretty crazy. Yeah. What do you think about the mud, Henry? Uh, you know, normally I like the mud and all, but uh, coming off of uh, a couple weekends off due to a crash I had before Washougal, it probably wasn't the best race to come back to. But um, we just salvaged, salvaged some. I mean, some points and just made it through the weekend. Had a few little bike problems, but hey, you're going to have some problems when it's muddy and water, like water everywhere. So yeah, we made it work and just finished the weekend and looking forward to the next. Well, with a race like that, it's, it's more difficult on everybody, obviously the riders, but the mechanics, they have, you know, probably total of, I wouldn't think more than about a half hour, 45 minutes by the time you get back. To get everything cleaned up, go through everything. How difficult is that for a smaller team like you? Uh yeah. So I mean, basically, we got back to the truck. By that, we have forty about forty minutes. He washed my bike as best as he could, um, and changed his clutch, and that's all we had time for. My clutch is still kind of like my clutch cable was still from all the mud being packed in. My front brake was kind of dragging a little bit so i mean there was still some stuff that we wish we had a little more time for but sure. hey you gotta make do with what you have and how uh, we've made the best out of it yeah that was definitely one of the things i was thinking about the most just sitting there watching the race is like i hate washing my bike after riding and it just seems like you know when you go on a muddy day it really takes a long time to get your bike clean so those guys i always say man the mechanics are like the unsung heroes out there what they go through but um yeah, so this season so far, you're, um, you know, you, you've got some 13th, 14th, um, some top 20s. How do you feel about your season so far? You're 13th in points, I believe. Uh, yeah, I'm 13th in points. Um, I wish my season was going a little bit better, but uh, due to some crashing and just kind of just trying to switch over to the Yamaha from I was on a Suzuki mm-hmm. coming off of Supercross, so just trying to transfer over to the bike and then try to figure out my suspension just every weekend i'm kind of just we're trying new stuff see if we can get it to work better um or whatnot so we've been fighting a lot of problems just just with uh chassis setup and it's kind of a common thing i guess with the newer bike some people can figure can get something to work pretty good but uh we've had between between that and some some uh, injuries from the past in Supercross, they've kind of been lingering. They've kind of been holding me back a little bit, but um, we're just just going out there getting some points. Uh, I'm doing as best as I can, just giving it everything I have uh, and just making the best out of my situations. Yeah, how did this deal cut with this team come along? It's uh, rutted racing, correct? Uh, trigger racing. Trigger Yeah, I'm sorry. I saw... Yeah, I had that wrote down in my notes too. But um, tell me how how the trigger racing deal came together. So the trigger racing is Chad Cadillac. He's from Northern Wisconsin. Uh, he helped me. Um, let's see, 
this is my third year of outdoors with him. Um, he helped me back in 2016, or no, like, I don't know, back in 16, my first year pro, um, I had nothing, no help going into outdoors, and he, we, we kind of just met up um, at one of the last Supercross races, and we got together, and we kind of just put together bikes and stuff, and he's just helped me out ever since, and we we did all last year, we did Supercross, and well, Let's see, not last year, but, uh, well, yeah, we did all of 17 with him, or I did myself, mm -hmm. and we did Supercross, Motocross, and then I got an uh, offer from the HEB Suzuki team, so I did that and uh, didn't have anything for outdoors, and he was interested in helping me still, so we put some stuff together kind of last minute, uh, threw bikes together, and just kind of just been winging it. Yeah, and what is your program like during the week? Do you have time? Do you fly home? Do you have time to go practice somewhere? Do you drive and find places? How's that work? Uh, so I live at Club MX in South Carolina full time. So I fly. Let's see, I fly back on Sunday mornings. Get here. Um, I usually just do kind of like some some workout stuff on Mondays, depending on how hard the weekend was. Uh, ride full training day on Tuesday, an easy, like, kind of easier workout day on Wednesday, full day on Thursday of riding and training, and then we travel Friday, obviously rest Saturday, and just kind of repeat that. Yeah, that's, weekend and week out. that's a pretty, I mean, that's a busy week. That's a lot going on. Um, I, I would think that, you know, you're, you're a privateer. Yeah. Um, how stressful is that? You know, each week, you you got you're trying to you got to make the main you're trying to make the money and it, um you know obviously the 450 class pays a little better than the 250 class but not very much um you know and then you're probably looking towards supercross too you know you need a ride i'm sure you need what what how stressful is that how does that affect your weeks you know day to day that the thought process of the the financial burden honestly the most stressful part for me is just uh getting back here and just make sure my bike's ready to go for the week and just keeping my practice bike running underneath me yeah. throughout the week and make sure I can practice and do what I need to do so I'm ready for the weekend. Um, I don't, right now, I'm just looking to finish these last couple outdoors and, and do as best as I, I can to my ability and um, it's kind of just it's not in my hands after that for right. a ride for us. Like, it's kind of just hope and pray that <laughs> someone comes knocking on your door or calls you it's one of those situations but um you just gotta make the best out best best of it and just let it happen right yeah absolutely i can see yeah. that and uh i mean you're doing outdoors right now and you don't know what you're gonna be doing for supercross but uh i was just wondering like some people have a, pre a preference or rather doing supercross or motocross i was just curious what yours was if you'd rather train all the time doing supercross or all the time doing motocross uh i mean i like both of them but supercross uh nobody grew up riding a supercross track <laughs> yeah i mean not that i know of. so it, it's kind of your first time like your first year in supercross is rough you crash a lot stuff like that i mean when you crash in supercross you most of the time you're hitting next jump or you're plowing into a whoop or something like right. that so it's it's a lot tougher on the body and stuff. Um, I don't mind grinding through 30-minute motos 
in outdoors. Like the heat doesn't bother me that bad. Um, the long models don't bother me. So I really like outdoors better and it shows too. I mean, I do better in outdoors than I do in Supercross. Okay. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Supercross, you mentioned the HEP team. Um, those guys were really, uh, seemed like a really great unit. That was a cool team. I talked to, uh, Dustin numerous times throughout the year and, you know, it, it seemed like a really tight niche team and I know they want to do bigger and better things for next year. Talk a little bit about how that team worked for you, what you thought about it, and do you know if there's a chance you could ride for them in 19? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good gig and everything. Um, budget was a little tight, but we made it work, and uh, we just tried to work through stuff, um, bike setup and stuff. I I fought that all year, mm-hmm. and then the, the injury coming into Supercross, that really took a big step back for me. Um, so it was a long year for me due to not being able to test the bike whatsoever on my side. So I kind of just went weekend to weekend trying to figure stuff out and learn the bike and, you know, kind of, and just, um, figure everything out. And, uh, they, they definitely helped me make it easier to do that. Yeah. And by the end of Supercross, um, it kind of started showing and started making the mains a lot more consistent, doing a lot better and stuff. So, uh, they're definitely a good group of people and hopefully uh, they get to do bigger things this year and have a team again. Yeah, I hope so. I, I really, like I said, I, I really like Dustin a lot and I, I know they, we need more teams like that. And, you know, with, um, you know, RCH going away, the, those type of teams are very important for guys like you, you know, and Kyle Cunningham and, you know, the, the guys that aren't necessarily the factory riders but are still very competitive and, and make our sport go. We need places for you guys. We need paychecks for you guys. And teams like that with outside sponsors, man, we we can't – we need them. They, they need to stick around and, and get bigger. Yeah, definitely. We need all the teams we can get, <laughs> all the support for all the riders. I mean, yeah. it's a struggle. I mean, you can't sit here and go racing every week and then – on a pro motocrosser's salary that you win at the races. I mean, it, it just doesn't cut it. Yeah. Would that be with, we're kind of going back and forth here a little bit with outdoors. Would you say that's the biggest thing that you'd like to see change is the payout? Uh, honestly for, well, I mean, it costs more for an entry fee in outdoors. I mean, it costs more in every aspect to race outdoors yet. We get half of the pay, as you do in Supercross. Right. So, yeah. I mean, every, I'm sure everybody would like to see that change, but I, it, that's been going on for years. And right. honestly, it probably won't change anytime soon. No, unfortunately you're probably right, but it's, it's just a talking point, I guess. And like something I always, I like to ask because it definitely seems it, for, for good reasons, it seems to be the biggest issue, you know? I mean, obviously, the travel, like there's a couple weekends where you guys go West coast, East coast, East coast, back to West coast. And that's kind of sucks. But I think the money's the biggest problem. Honestly, it is. Cause I mean, when you make $600 yet, you have to spend 1200 to travel across the country, <laughs> yeah. get your bike running to get their race, you know, all that. It just ends don't meet. And some people don't have the backing to keep doing it. I mean, when you're doing it on your own, it it adds up real quick, and I've realized that over the years, and it's definitely tough. 
Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about like some of your sponsors. I know X Brand is one of your sponsors, and um, Jeff with Blood Lubricants. I think is this your first year running that oil? Uh yeah, I met Jeff. Um, let's see, that was one of those deals that I put together right before my first race in Colorado, and I talked to Jeff, and we uh, got something worked out. He's he's helped out a lot actually this year, and like we we'd be we've been in some tight spots, and he's helped us out. <laughs> yeah, quite a he. Bit, so. uh, I don't know him real well. We just, I mean, he, he kind of introduced himself to me and he seems like a really nice guy and he's somebody that wants to help out with the sport. And our show is sponsored by Amsoil, but I'm, I'm good with anybody that wants to come in and contribute and help the sport grow and help the riders like yourself. And he actually sponsors doc who's sitting here with me. Uh, you know, so anybody that wants to be a part of what we do as far as the sport in general and help out, man, I'm all for it. Yeah, Jeff's a great guy, and he's uh, he means well, and he's uh, definitely looking to make his product bigger and help out a lot more people for sure. Yeah, and what are, give us the list of your other sponsors. Who else helps you out? Um, so there's Trigger Racing, and I have Meadow Valley MX. He helps me out, uh, just a local truck back home. Um, Ross Meta at Enzo, he's probably one of my biggest sponsors who helps me out. Uh, FXR, they're a big part of my my uh racing 60 like you said x brand cd evs fmf moto stuff tag seat concepts um rutted racing just i mean there's a lot of people and then uh paulson construction he's the local guy that we know from back home and he's uh all about the racing and helping so He's definitely, he's been a big help here yeah. in these last few months. So got to give it up to him and definitely Chaz from Turner Racing helped them too. And then my parents obviously for supporting me, <laughs> for helping me. They've definitely, definitely wouldn't be here without them at all. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Um, you know, and I noticed at Muddy Creek and uh, at Millville, you know, or at Millville, I noticed that you had a pretty good uh, crowd outside your, your truck and people were talking to you. You had a lot of fans. Yeah, have you noticed that? You know, you you people know who you are. I mean, it's cool having fans come up. What's the support been like from the the fans standpoint? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I have. A, there's a lot of people that do know who I am just from uh, mainly from Millville last year. Okay, I pulled that whole shot and yeah. crashed. That's where most people rec- or know me from. But uh, the fan point, um, Millville is definitely a big turnout for me. I know basically every person that goes there on a local weekend. Okay. And at Millville this year, through the pits, there was so many people. There was, I probably had, I brought, I got like 200 posters made, and I think I left with like 20. Oh, wow. Nice. I mean, I, I signed a lot of posters and just talked to a lot of people that I knew, and just, I mean, the, the fans, every race even, I mean, we get people coming over and just talking and stuff. It's, it's cool. There's definitely the support from the fans. Yeah. I saw that. And I thought that was really neat. Like I said, I was walking around, you know, and I just kept, there was always seemed to be a crowd at your truck. And I thought that was pretty damn cool. You know, I mean, cause a lot of times the fans go to these races and I mean, obviously the, the motocross community is a little more hardcore sometimes than some of the supercross fans. But, but generally though, they're, they're all hanging out at the, the factory rigs. They're looking for, you know, they want to see Eli and they want to see Marvin, but you had a good crowd, and I was really impressed with that. Yeah, definitely. They all go there to see the, the 
the big rigs and all that yeah. cool stuff. I mean, I don't blame them. That's how I was when I was little. And but it's cool that they show the support to the the less fortunate the privateer guys and all that. So it's great. Yeah. So we got two rounds left. Uh, are you going to make both those? Yep. Um, I'll be driving up uh, Friday early morning to Bugs Creek and mm-hmm. uh, rain. It doesn't rain. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We be nice to have a dry weekend. Maybe not too hot. Be nice if it was just you know seventy five, eighty degrees. And yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, what are your what are your expectations for the last two rounds? What what would make you happy? Obviously, I mean, um, you know, any, a top five would make you happy. But like, really, realistically, what yeah. would make you happy? Realistically, I know I can be uh, right at that tenth place, anywhere from eighth to tenth place guy. I mean, that would make me really happy. And um, if I can get off the gate, what I what I've been struggling with the worst, mm-hmm. uh, I know I could do it because at Red Bud I started 30 or 28th, the second moto, and I came back to 10th. So, I mean, if I can start farther up, it'll definitely make it a lot easier. Um, and I know I can be there with those guys. Yeah. So that that's a realistic goal for me is just to get a good start at these last few races and just be, be in that top 10, be there. I like it. I, I, I don't see any reason you can't, man. So we'll definitely be watching for that this weekend and pulling for you. And, uh, you know, hey, before we let you go, though, all the talk right now, of course, is uh, everybody's talking about Team Puerto Rico. You got any thoughts on the Team Puerto Rico MX of Nations team? Uh, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting if they, if the FMI, FIM is letting that happen, just, just due to, like, the bikes, the mm-hmm. years that they're made, they're not in <laughs> – manufacturer anymore. So right. It'll be interesting. But um it's it's gonna drive people crazy at Red Bud. It's I mean, that's America right there. Yeah it Dude is Rose, Ronnie Mack, Travis Mastrana, I mean just those guys in general. It's gonna it's gonna bring some big publicity, that's for I, sure. I, I totally agree, but I wonder if it takes some of the um I don't know if hype's the right word, but if it takes some of the the luster away from the the American team, you know, if it's kind of taking some of the spotlight away a little bit, almost making it a joke necessarily with yeah. Ronnie, you know, and that kind of, I mean, like we were just talking and I, I listened to Pulp last night, you know, and like Ryan Sipes is legit. Travis is, is probably still very fast. I don't know how many laps he has in him, but Ronnie Mack is a fictional character. You know, we yeah. know, we know it's Jimmy Albertson. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. I'm cool with it. If they let it happen, it just, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm curious. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's definitely going to take away some of the spotlight off the American team and they're not going to get as much publicity and all that. And it honestly is, I don't know how they're going to do it with the, the Ronnie Mack name. If they're going to have him, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Can't yeah. wait to see. And um, would like to go, but I also don't want to stand 35 feet away from the fence from the track. So <laughs> right. I'm going to just sit and watch it on TV. <laughs> well, I think we're going just, I've never been to, I've never been to Redbud or an MX of Nations. And so we're, we're going to go as a show and, you know, try to do some interviews in the paddock and, you know, I, I like you said. I don't know how much you'll actually be able to see trackside, but I just want to be a part of it. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's definitely, it'd be a cool, cool experience. That's for sure. Absolutely. Just to say you've been to the donations. That's it, man. That's the biggest thing. As I want to be able to say, I went to one. So. Yeah. 
Well, Henry, thank you so much for your time tonight. I uh, appreciate you taking a little bit of your time out uh, before Bud's Creek coming up. And good luck, man. And let's, yeah, let's get those top tens. Thank you. I really appreciate it, guys. All right, Henry. Yeah, good I, luck, man. Yeah, I, I hopefully we'll see you at Supercross this year because we won't make either of the last two nationals, but we'll we'll be uh, looking for you at I Supercross. As long as you're there, I'll probably see you at least one of them. I'm doing the amateur <laughs> for him, so. Sounds good. I'll I'll see you there, and then I'll see you at uh, Supercross. Sounds good, Henry. Right. Thanks, man. Hey, man. Yep. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. All right. That was Henry Miller, um, and we're going to go ahead and into our commercial break, and we'll be back with our next guest. This is Alex Martin, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to ShockSocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Madjack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. Amsoil has been around for 45 years and was the first company to bring synthetics to the general public in 1972. Since then, Amsoil has led the way in application-specific oils and fluids designed solely for your cars, trucks, motorcycles, boats, and more. We understand what your needs are when it comes to protecting your investments, whether it be your motorcycles or the vehicle you use to transport your motorcycles. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. By joining the Preferred Customer Program, anybody can buy Amsoil products factory direct at wholesale pricing. Want to stock it at your shop or use it on your fleet of vehicles for your business? Would you like to become an Amsoil dealer and have a tax write-off for your trips to the track or trail and start selling Amsoil to your friends and fellow racers? With Amsoil, you get free shipping on orders over $100, even when you are a wholesale customer. Contact Dane Evans to find out how it all works. We at Mad Jack Synthetics are riders and racers just like the guys at the Moto X Pod Show. We know what you need to keep you in the game week in and week out. Amazon Incorporated is a sponsor of many of your favorite series. Monster Energy Supercross, Snowcross, ATV MX, Daytona Bike Week, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, GNCC, King of the Hammers, Hot August Nights Car Show, and Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Contact Dane and tell him the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Let him help you save money on your maintenance using Amsoil. Contact Dane at 805-531-9551 or toll free at 855-623-5225 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. Like us and contact us on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy, on Twitter at Dane underscore Evans 393, and on Instagram at Dane underscore Amsoil Guy. 
What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, All Sports Dynamic Braces. Right, we are back with our second guest of the night, and she is the PR manager for Troy Lee Designs, Red Bull KTM, Shay Murphy. Shay, what is up? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, so... I was asking you a little bit ago, and, and now that we're on the air, you should tell me a little bit about your history. You you had worked for Feld, and that worked into a job with Troy Lee Designs, and I'd like to know a little bit about your history, how you got involved with motorsports, motocross, and just how it got you where you are now. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a long story, but um, I didn't really have any uh, motorsports background at all. Um, I grew up in the Midwest, like right outside of Chicago, and I... Uh, like mostly like ball sports, soccer, um, basketball, et cetera, yeah. growing up. And um, my mom actually works for Feld. She still works at Feld. Um, and so she started working there when I was young. And um, right when I was in college, I ended up getting a job with Supercross um, my last year, I believe, in college. And so I would um, travel with a tour on the weekends. And then I'd go back and I'd go to school during the week. Okay. Um, and then after that, it kind of just turned into a full-time gig. Um, lucky enough, the guys over at Feld kind of So I was a hard worker, and they were like, we want you on full-time. So and, and what did you do for them? Um, so I came on as their Supercross coordinator okay. um, in 10, I believe. Okay. Um, so I did all sorts of everything um, for Dave Crater, Mike Neely, and Todd Genjo, who are all still at Feld. Right. But yeah, okay. So that was my start there. But I kind of um, over. I, I mean, I've been there for eight years, and so I grew that position to way more than what it started at. And so um, they were sad to see me go, but they were also really excited for me um, for my new adventure with uh, Charlie Design. Well, and tell me how that came about. How did that position come about, and and what made you want to try something different? Um, so I have always been very good friends with Tyler Keith, who is our team manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked all the time, like for the past few years, because I worked directly with a lot of the team managers, the PR managers, the writers, through Feld. So I kind of um, had a lot of really close relationships with all the people. And me and Tyler just, we, uh, we always got along really well. He respected my opinion. He would call me for advice, this, that, and the other. And I remember when he called me and he was like, hey, I have this position opening because Leslie's leaving me. He's like, what should I do? Who should I hire? Like, <laughs> da, 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 da. And uh, so we kind of just got to talking and I was like ready kind of 
for something new in my life and ready for a change. And I was kind of like, well, what do you think about me? <laughs> and uh, he was like, I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're interested, let's do it. So kind of got lucky in that sense. Yeah, right place, right time. But obviously you, you showed what kind of person you were working for Phil. That's awesome. That's a really cool cool way for it to happen a cool gig uh it seems like you really love it that's really uh, it's rad that you get to do something that you have so much fun doing yeah i actually i feel like all my jobs have kind of like not like fell into my lap but i worked and then they've seen my work ethic and yeah. kind of uh hired me that way which is always nice and kind of like a confidence boost at the same time well, yeah, and I, I got the chance to meet you, you know, a few weeks back at Millville um, through Vanessa O'Brien with Kawasaki. She's been on, and obviously Mandy Fontaine has been on. And you guys have your own little uh, kind of group click at the races. It was pretty entertaining <laughs> watching you and Vanessa interact. And um, why don't you tell me a little bit about that, how you guys have fun, um, kind of describe what your click is like. Our, our little girl gang that yeah. we, we have there yeah. at the races. Uh, <laughs> we all, uh, we actually, well, I've known Mandy for years now because as long as she's been at Honda, I've known her. And then I just met Vanessa almost a year ago uh, at Loretta's last year. Okay. And uh, being girls in an all-male dominated industry is very hard. And so I feel like we all kind of stick together in a sense. And we're all very sarcastic. We all get along. We um, make fun of each other all the time. Like, there's no stopping it. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I noticed. And we, <laughs> we all support each other, and we're there for each other. And uh, I knew when I was taking the job at Troy Designs that I would be still working with those girls really closely, and I was excited for it because they're awesome most yeah. of the time. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, you guys, I can tell you have a lot of, you ladies have a lot of fun. And on the on our show, you know, we try to, to show that diversity sometimes. We've had um, Christina Denny on, and we've had Courtney Lloyd, who's the, the a female up in Canada. She's the team manager for Canadian MX team. This will be the third year in a row. And I think it's really cool. We like to have the wives on sometimes with the riders and to see. Because, yeah, I, I do think it is considered a male-dominated sport, but there's a lot of women that, do a lot of really cool things in this industry. There's a lot of really fast ladies that race and I think they all deserve some spotlight. And, um, I was, I, I told Vanessa this, the first time I met Mandy was at Houston this year. Um, that was our first supercross as a show. And Mandy scared me a little bit cause she was, <laughs> she was very, very, uh, business oriented. Oh, she is busy. I love it though. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome, you know. But I was kind of she intimidated me is really the the proper word I would say, not scared. Good, good, she should. <laughs> but that's I, her job. Well, job yeah, <laughs> she did a good job of it because like I wanted to talk to you know Kenny and I wanted to talk to Christian. Well, Christian was on Geico, but I wanted to talk to Cole Seeley and yeah, it it I'll tell you it didn't happen. I didn't talk to either one of them that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, those things are, are a bit harder to nail down schedule wise. And I can relate to you on this level because obviously being at Feld for so long, mm -hmm. I had to go through the proper channels. I had to talk to the PR managers. I had to talk to the agents. I had to talk to the moms and the wives and the girlfriends in order to get 
things scheduled and media done and this, that, and the other. So I can relate to you on that level. Thankfully, though, I had pretty decent relationships uh, with all these people that most of the time they were able to say yes to me and help me out, which was great. But I feel for you on that. Yeah, well, I knew Cole a little bit. I had his number, but I was like, dude, do I text him and go over, Mandy? That might not go well. So, yeah, she had me a little intimidated. But then it, it, I met um, Vanessa at St. Louis, and she was, like, instantly awesome. And she, she's she been extremely helpful. And, and I, I just – I think you guys are great. You ladies are really a lot of fun. And I was very out of my element watching you two bust each other's balls at uh, Millville. <laughs> it's our pastime. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool, though. I thought it's just neat. So I, I definitely wanted to get you on here. Well, tell me a little bit, like, what, how, how is it dealing with your four riders are Alex Martin, Shane McElrath, Sean Cantrell, and Jordan Smith. Um, what's it like dealing with those guys? Anything really cool, any cool experiences you've had with any one of those in particular? Um, well, thankfully, I have been able to work with all of them prior to coming over at TLD because I kind of worked very closely with them at Feld. Mm-hmm. And I knew going to this job that these guys were on – top of every like they were they were awesome to deal with like I um loved everything that like everything that they brought to the table they were always so polite respectful they never really said no and if they did say no they did it in like the nicest way possible <laughs> right right uh, so going into it I knew that um they were going to be very easy to work with and also like really welcoming I knew like before um, I actually left Feld. It was like the last couple races of Supercross. Um, I was starting to go over to the rig a little bit more and see them and kind of whatever. And all of the guys were just like Shane came up to me and Alex and all those guys. They were just like, we're so excited to have oh. you over at the team. Obviously, we're going to miss you at Feld and um, you being like our go-to person to help us. But like, we are so thankful that we get to have you and his wife, Joy, and all the wives actually are so, so nice and so welcoming and they were all like super great to work with. So it was an easy transition for me to be like, okay, I'll go over there. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Well, what's it, you know, I know race day is very, very hectic, but during the week, what are your, are some of your responsibilities still lining up media stuff for those guys, even Monday through or Sunday through Friday? Or do you, what all do you do for, for the team? What all do you do for the riders? Um, I kind of do a little bit of everything for the team, um, but more so during the week. Right now, it's kind of nice because we're kind of going into the almost down season, yep. and so everything goes down a lot. Um, there's not too much going on, um, but anything from like organizing media to I send all the guys uh, photos every week so that they're posting on social media and um, making sure our mechanics have hotel rooms and flights. So I kind of am, like, all over the place and sure. stuff that I'm doing for the team. But um, right now, I'm it's starting to slow down a bit, which is nice because, yeah. you know, our guys really are excited for a break here soon. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Those guys work so – like, they, they put in so many hours of training and racing and travel. And is is that, like everybody else, probably your least favorite part, the travel? Or are you one of those that actually enjoys the travel? Um. I, I, I love traveling, and I um, 
with my dog right now, I'm not traveling as much as I was for Supercross, which is which is kind of nice. I I miss it a little bit because I'm not there every weekend with the guys, but oh, okay. I always tell them I'm spirit. So I kind of organize everything for them during the week so that when they get to the get to the race, it's pretty turnkey. Um, they ha- they know what they're doing. They know if they have stuff going on, mm-hmm. and I'm very much so like texting them, reminding them, letting them know. Um, well, I'm over on the other side of the country. Okay, so I didn't realize you don't make every round. Yeah, I only really go to the ones that we have press at. Okay. Um, so uh, just because our guys are so well-behaved and they do everything <laughs> I need and that they don't need to be babysat like some of the others. So it's um, I'm there, and then but when I'm not there, Jesse, um, who is um, – with our marketing department at TLD, who does all of our gear and everything like that, he handles everything else on site when I'm not there. Okay. So when you are there, have you had to deal with any crazy fan requests of any kind? Vanessa gave us a little bit, and Mandy gave us a couple crazy ones. How about Have you experienced anything like that yet? Not yet. Um, nothing too crazy. I mean, I've always dealt with the the stories and the emails and stuff like that being on like the promoter side with Feld and like, mm-hmm. I need tickets because of this and that whatnot. But um no, I haven't and I'm really excited because I always hear stories from Nancy and Vanessa of all of the crazy things and asks that they get. But <laughs> I mean for the most part it's just little kids asking for plastic right. or <laughs> so you know what I mean. No so, signed underwear requests or anything like that yet. No, I haven't. I listened to that story and I laughed when I heard it. Well, we'll have to, and I'll have to get somebody to come ask you for something. I'll have to set something up, <laughs> you know, one of the rounds and right. have somebody. That's funny. So, as of so, as of this time now, what's the one single best experience you've had? Is there a, a particular day or um, just hanging out with the guys or fans or any one thing that just really stands out? Whether it be, you know, I. Just anything in general? Um, not yet. I think, honestly, I just really enjoy, like, working with all the guys over here. Okay. They, like, they're, they were all so welcoming when I first – I think, actually, it was probably before I came um, over to the team is when I went over and I kind of saw the guys for the first time after yeah. um, Tyler had told them that I had taken the job and that I was coming on, and they were all just, like – I think Shane looked at me when I, I like, walked over and I felt – gear and stuff still and he looked at me like uh should I say anything to you yet like should I congratulate you (laughs) he was just like it was really cute the way that he uh welcomed me and said he was really excited to have me and so that was probably the best thing so far that um yeah that's happened but well, and how about when it comes to like signings at at an event, like on a Friday night? Do do you enjoy those? Because that seems like a lot of chaos for people in your position. I, I see Mandy and Vanessa like they're running wild, and it, it's it's a lot going on in just a a couple hours. But it's a, a lot going on in a short amount of time. Probably a lot of work, a lot of headache. It is. It is a lot of work, and I experienced my first one. I think at I think we did Glen Helen. Mm-hmm. Um, was our first dealer signing, and it was literally like I felt like my first day getting like thrown to the job. Like, okay, yeah, we have a dealer signing here, and this that, and the other. Da, 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 da. I'm like, huh? What? What do I need to bring? <laughs> like this that, and the other. And so it's funny though because Vanessa was also, I don't think Mandy was there, um, at that signing. So we kind of all got to run around like chickens with their head cut off. 
um, at that one, and that was a really, really busy one. Cool. Um, yeah, I did. I, I, the only one I've been to really was uh, Tennessee, Muddy Creek. We we drove up for that, and I went over there and just kind of stood back and watched. And yeah, it's it's stressful. It stressed me out, and I was just watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anxiety level is like to at an all time high. I I could imagine. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, how about, you know, it's it's pretty well known at this point that Alex is going to be leaving the team next season. When when you work with a guy like that and he's such a great guy and he's part of the team, how difficult is that for you right now knowing that oh, he's not going to be there next year? Well, it's, it's always so sad when you have to, like, leave for a new team. And I know, like, it, was, um, it wasn't easy for, like, anyone on the team to um, – when we, when we weren't able to, like, re-sign out back. And I, I think he's so great. I, I love him and Kelsey are both great people. Mm-hmm. They've also, like I said, Shane's been so welcoming, so nice. Um, but I think that sometimes um, moving teams and meeting more people, it kind of helps you grow as a person in the industry. And um, me being able to work with all those teams, I also – know the guys over at JGR really well and I think that they are um great and they're a great fit and I think he'll have a really good um good time over there with those guys yeah I think so yeah I think so that's a bud bud man and and Jay bone and all those guys have been real good to us and yeah I think yeah I I think most of the teams are pretty pretty cool to hang around and and, you know they're all very tight they seem to be all pretty tight and close-knit and but it's still, I know when you yeah. work with somebody like you do every weekend and you talk to them all the time, they go, especially somebody like Alex, who's, like I said, he is definitely one of my favorite people in the pits. That's, I'm sure that's, yeah. Well, yeah, it's she, like family. It's like family and you get to, you're with them all the time. And then it's kind of like, almost like sending off your kid to college. Right. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, I know that I'll always probably keep in touch with those guys. They've, they've been nothing but. Um, a pleasure to work with. And awesome. I wish nothing but the best for them. Well, since you've been involved with this sport for a number of years now, have you ever thrown a leg over a dirt bike of any kind? Um, I have. Once or twice, maybe. Okay. And um, it was really fun, and I liked it, but I don't think that I would be – I'm not a Mandy. I'm not going <laughs> to go, like, crush it out there on a dirt bike. Um, but I, I would do it for fun. Yeah. And I just, I can't, de- I can't dedicate the, the time and everything to the sport. Um, but I actually, I really loved it the first time I did it. I think it was, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. Oh, wow. Um, at Red Bull. Okay. We, uh, our field office used to be, uh, based in like a suburb outside of Chicago. So after Red Bud, every year during the summer, we would do a Red Bud like ride day thing and, for years, I would just kind of go take videos of the guys that because all of the guys we worked with rode. Okay, and they were like, "We're gonna get you on the bike. We're gonna get you on the bike. Like we want it." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no." And then I forget somebody brought like um, 125 out, and I was like, "All right, that seems like doable." Because I'm a I'm little. You yeah, you're pretty see. short. I mean, I'm little. I got short legs. Like I it would I was like scared that I can't touch my feet. Like I was freaking out, but. Um, I actually like, I kind of loved it, but I didn't, I didn't pursue it further, but. 
Well, that, you you should yeah get you need to get a little trail bike and go out and bang some bars with Vanessa because I think she's rode like a pit bike around a little bit. Obviously, yeah, Mandy's a, Mandy's just a badass. So we'll yeah. we'll leave her I'll out. Never, yeah, well, I'll never forget she called me before Anaheim won one year and told me she uh, it was when she broke her leg completely had a rod in oh. her leg. I'm sure she told you that story or something. No, she did, but she. She showed up to Anaheim one, like literally barely able to walk. And I'm like, girl, you're crazy. What are you doing here? <laughs> She's like, well, we got breath day. I'm like, you're insane. <laughs> That's cool though. She's hard. Yeah. Hey, she's moto. She's moto to the bone. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's pretty rad. Well, I, I really did enjoy meeting you and I appreciate you coming on here. I like, like all the other ladies, you you, you were a little nervous, but hopefully it wasn't too bad. And I know. hopefully I wasn't too boring. And no, not at all. You know, I, I, I wish my, I wish my co-host was in here. So, you know, cause usually he brings a little, some other questions and, and unfortunately he's out of town working right now, but so it's just me and you no were, worries. you were uh, subjected to just having to talk to me. But, no, I thought, are, are you talking to Carson after this? Uh, we're talking to uh, uh, Preston Rose, who is a former mechanic first, and then we're talking to Carson after that. Okay. I, I worked with Carson a lot on the felt side. He's a great kid and a great talker. You guys will have a good time. Yeah, I had him on after Freestone. Um, so <laughs> that was, you know, a few months ago, I guess. But I wanted to talk to him about Loretta's a little bit and, and – see how that went but yeah he you know i really noticed we talked to him and Ryder d and um hunter yoder another young kid coming up and all three of those kids are very very well spoken and just a joy and i i look forward to the the future of our sport with those kids coming up that's like yeah the younger generation is like has me mind blown they're all so um on top of it yeah and i think felt like that was the big thing i worked a lot um on the younger side, so like the I remember Monster Cup first year, I believe it was 2010 or 11. I think it was 11. And um, <clears throat> the guys now that are in the 250 class were in our like super mini and yeah. all star classes. Yeah. And so I've known them all for so long and forever, like as kids, and now they're grown ups. It makes me feel old. But um, at the same time, I, it was like a big initiative at Feld to work on the younger generation and getting them to know how to talk yes. and speak and um, use their platforms on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as like a positive thing to build their brand. That was the biggest thing. It's, it's not just for Supercross, it's for your personal brand. Which yep, yep. Then the whole sport. Yeah, and, and I... I definitely think this next generation has that down. You know, the the, the generation that's kind of going out right now, like Villapoto a couple of years ago and Dungey, and those guys are kind of quiet and, you know, people would say robotic to a degree. But then you have some guys like Aaron Plessinger and, and you know, Alex Ray and some yep. other guys that are just, man, and Adam C. and Cirillo who are, you know, amazing. And when they get on the mic and they're they're not – just reading their sponsors off a board, basically. They're they're giving you a little info, and as a fan, that's what we want. We want some personality. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I grew up a non-moto fan. So right. when I started working with all these writers, I was like, who are you? I don't even, <laughs> like, and I think that they actually appreciated that because I treated them like regular people, sure. and sure. they respected it a little bit. 
Um, but I also told them uh, what they need to hear and not what they want to hear. When I when they went into an interview, I was like, that was terrible. <laughs> and they'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, do you ever watch yourself back? I said, watch yourself back or just go back. And, like, nobody wants to go and watch yourself back or listen to you. But honestly, that's the that's how you learn and that's how you see, like, oh, that was terrible. Like, I should not say that. That um, that's good that you do that. The younger generation is um, more open to that, whereas our older guys are definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. That's really good that you definitely do that because not. I do notice. You know, I, I say every week we're we're big fans of the Pulp Mech Show here and Steve Mathis. And Steve is I don't know if you know Steve very well, but he he's very honest on the show. If he thinks somebody's not doing well. He will say that, and that's typically yeah. what a media and a stick and ball sport will do. Like Fox, you know, sports doesn't—they're not going to pull punches. They—they they say somebody's not doing well, and but these riders in our sport, they're—they're they're kind of um, brittle a little bit. Sometimes their egos are brittle because they're not used to being told things that they don't want to hear. So the fact that you do that with your riders, I'm impressed by. I think that's really a good thing. Yeah. No, I. Uh... I always joke with them, and even Tyler, our um, team manager, we say we tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Yep. But he... they also respect you for that because everyone can tell them they did a good job or this, that, and the other. But when you hear feedback from somebody, you're you're more likely to um, turn to them when when you do do something good and you say that was really good. It's more praise for you. Exactly. So yeah. You're, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Tyler was on uh, Pulp last night, actually, and he mentioned a lot. Of, he was talking about how, like, uh, Jesse Nelson hated him probably the first couple of years because he was very hard on him, and he's hard on some of those guys. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that's that, that impresses me. I, I haven't actually ever met Tyler Keefe. Um, I'll have to do that next at the next round I come to. But, yeah, yeah. He, he, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, he's a hard one to track down. He's always <laughs> busy. But, but he uh... – he is very good, and he's very hands-on with our guys, and I know that um, they all have very, very close relationships with him, and um, they all respect him. Um, he might not be their friend all the time, right. but um, he definitely uh, works them to the bone. <laughs> That's good. That's his job. Yep. Well, Shay, thank you so much. Um, I hope I hope that you enjoyed this, and, um, we, you know, we'll – We'll maybe have you on again when Supercross starts and yeah. see how that's going. And I, it was an honor to meet you, and I, I, you guys made me laugh for sure. Oh, well, you are always welcome over at TLD. So if you ever need anything, just you have my number now, so give me a call. Will do. Thank you so much. You have a good night, and uh, make sure that Mandy takes you out on the boat soon. Oh, I know. She never takes me over. No, I'm just kidding. I actually went out with her once, so I can't, I can't get oh. the Vanessa. Yeah. Not that she keeps in there, but yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll have to go out with her soon. Yeah, yeah. Vanessa was saying that she hadn't been invited, and then like a few nights later, Mandy posted a picture of them going out on the boat or something on Instagram. I was like, <laughs> "Did you invite Vanessa?" So yeah, <laughs> you, that's awesome. Yeah, I you guys, it. you guys are awesome. So thank you so much, and you have a good night. Yeah, cool. You too. Good chatting with you. You too, Shay. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. bye. All right, that was Shay Murphy, uh, TLD, TLD Red Bull KTM. Follow them on Instagram. She's really cool. And, again, I'm sorry the show is a little bit awkward with just me in here. It's a little different. Um, I definitely don't like having – I would rather have a co-host in here. But uh, we'll be back with our next guest.
once again, guys, we are back. The next interview of the night, which is with a guy that I met at Muddy Creek, and he listens to our show and Pulpamex, and he just happens to have been a pro mechanic for some pretty cool, some very fast guys. So the next guest of the night is Preston Rose. What's up, Preston? Not much. Um, just hanging out here watching the flat tracks in South Dakota. Yeah, how's that going? Uh, I just got into it. I'm looking to see uh, Sops uh, take the win here. Yeah, I heard about that, but I haven't watched it yet. I'll have to check that out when I get home. I've got a lot of racing to catch up on. It's been busy. Yeah, I hear you. That's me, too. Well, Preston, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, like I said, I met you at Muddy Creek. Uh, you, you've wrenched for some guys that are, you know, a number of guys that our listeners have probably heard of. And so tell us about that, and then we'll also talk about just you riding and how you got into the sport. Right. Um, yeah, I started out in probably, I think it was 01, and I did a few races with Josh Summy when he first moved pro, and then <clears throat> the year after that, in '03, I think, I went to Moto Triple X and worked a year with Clark Styles. And then I went to Gacko, which was Factory Connection, or Amsoil at the time. Yeah. And started out with Ron Mills and then went to Billy Lenovich and worked with him for five years, probably. We were lucky enough to win one Supercross. We probably should have won a few more than that. And then... I went with Billy to KTM, worked with him one year there, and then that's when Tommy Farrell came over and worked a year there with him. And and how did you, I mean, were you just naturally good at working on bikes? Did you go to, like, an MMI or anything, or how did you get your foot in the door? Well, um, I basically was self-taught, um, you know, worked on my own stuff when I was racing and kind of, worked with Sonny there and met Stiles that way and then kind of got my foot in the door and met a few people and I actually had it kind of, you know, easy, you know, two, two, two and a half years and then pretty much right on the factory team. Yeah. There so it's one of those things, it's like everybody always says, you know, you just got to know somebody or meet some people and get in there and that's, you know, the easiest way, but probably the hardest way also. Yeah, there's a little bit of luck involved, I would think. Yes. So, um, what what was this, the coolest thing about, do, like, being a factory mechanic? Was there something that when you got, you know, because when you go from being, like, a privateer mechanic to a factory mechanic, and you have all these all these parts and all these different things at your disposal, like, how rad was that? What was it like? Oh, I mean, it's, it's hard to explain, you know, like, you go from being a privateer guy like that, and you basically have one bike, a handful of parts, and then you go to the factory team, and you got, you know, full parts for new bikes all the time, you know, you're doing testing, you got a semi, you know, like, it's just, you know what, I don't know how to really put it into words, it's just, you know whatever you need is there. Right. You got a team behind you got a team behind you and suspension guys, motor guys and all that stuff. But when I was doing it, you know, for a while, you know, we built our own motors and everything like that. So it's a little more difficult. Sure. 
I would think it's really, yeah. really exciting, but also much a lot more stress at the factory level because there's so much more expected out of you. Oh, yeah. Stress-wise, yeah. I mean, everybody on the teams are, you know, pretty laid back. Everybody knows what they need to do. Um, as long as you do your job and if anybody needs any help, help them out. And um, hopefully everything stays together and, <laughs> and it goes good. Yeah. Did you ever have a mechanical failure that was was something that was your fault? Right off, I don't. I don't think so. You know, obviously mechanical failure stuff. So, sure. You know, parts break and stuff like that. But never right forgot off, to tighten a bolt though. Head. No, 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 no. You know, you gotta make sure, like, you know, dot your eyes, cross your teeth, because you got your router's laughing is in your hands and yeah. you got to make stuff right. And it was for you, like everybody else, the worst part, the travel? Uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's pretty much why I got out of it. Okay. You know, you know like, say, you know, we're, we would fly out on a Wednesday or Thursday, build our bikes, you know, do the race, either stay back, build our bikes, or fly home. Our motors would show up on Tuesday, build our motors, dyno it, ship it out, and you know, we might get one day off mm-hmm. during race season. So we have a travel. The travel is uh, a lot of it, and I think that's why a lot of people just get over it after a while. Yeah, I can see that. I guess I, I'm still. I still love. Like I, I think I've said many times, I still love the travel, but I don't get to do it very much. So. It, it's still very right. exciting to me to show up at a race and be there, be a part of it. I just, I still get that, um, that giddy feeling like when you're a little kid, you know, and it's, I'm excited. I can't wait to get there. And it's, I can't believe I'm there when I'm there. So I, I but week in and week out, I can see it being pretty, pretty exhausting. Oh yeah. And <clears throat> when I was mechanic and like, I never did really want to ride that much or yeah. anything like that at all. And now, you know, now that I don't do it, I enjoy like going and riding, but I still, after all the years, have a hard time wanting to work on my, my own motorcycle. Still. <laughs> I can understand that. I'm not, um, I'm not a fan of being a mechanicing. I can do some stuff, but I don't enjoy it. And I spent a lot of time the last couple of weeks working on my bike and cl- going through it, re-greasing everything, you know, putting it back together and put a new brake line on, bleeding the brakes. And I hate that crap. Oh yeah. It's not. Go ahead. You know, it's not so bad, but, um, you know, working on my own stuff, I, I would like both the thing to stay together and just wash it, change it all, and <laughs> change an air filter or something like that's the least amount possible. Yeah. Well, how much riding do you get to do now? I mean, are you, are you racing any? <clears throat> uh, you know, when I, I was racing there a lot, and then, um, I had my first uh, baby, my son, and ever since then, like, I probably did a couple races the past couple years, but I try to ride as much as I can, and then if everything goes right, I'm expecting a new baby, a baby girl, um, September, like, 13th or 14th. Oh, congratulations. If everything goes right, um, my wife said that um, we're going to try to go to Loretta's again next year, so. Oh, cool. my plan. 
Okay. Yeah, so what level rider are did you are you an A rider, B rider? Where where are you at? Uh yeah, I would be a vet A rider. Okay. And how did you get your start? Was this something your family was involved with or you just kinda of started doing with your buddies? How'd that go? No, I had a guy uh that introduced me to racing and I probably started when I was like fourteen, fourteen and a half. Okay. And then did Loretta's two or three years. And the last year I did Loretta's was in 96, and I got a couple top fives and 125 B-Mod and 250 B-Mod. Nice. And then I went, um, I'd skipped my amateur A year and went straight to Supercross and did that a couple of years but stayed hurt. So okay. I quit, went to college for a little bit, and then that's when I got into wrenching for some guys. Yeah, so I mean, you're you're a fast guy. That's that's really cool. I, I, I the picture you submitted, you you won some wrist braces from us, if I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. And the picture you sent with you, you were basically dragging some bars. It was, definitely looked like you had some almost damn near perfect form. I was pretty jealous of that picture. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that was a good shot. So yeah. yeah, congratulations on winning the wrist braces from All Sport Dynamics. Oh, thank you guys for that. Yeah, and I appreciate you, man. You, you know, like I said, meeting you at uh, Muddy Creek was pretty cool, and you, you gave me uh, some number plates and some cool stuff that I brought home with me, and we, we got to do some stuff with that. We might have to do some giveaways soon. You know, I, I kind of want to keep them in my collection, but then at the same time, I feel like I got to share the love a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I've probably got a few more laying around <laughs> if you want to do some giveaways like that. Well, that was really sure. cool, man. And what do you, what do you think about the season so far? I mean, have you have you enjoyed watching the outdoor season? I do. I, I love outdoors. I like outdoors better than Supercross. You know, like Supercross kind of gets old after a few rounds. Everybody kind of finds their place, and yeah. it's like it's the same. The jumps are a little different in places, but it's the same. But outdoors is different every weekend. It's kind of where the men come out, and you know. It's just, there's just something about the great outdoors. Yeah, I agree. I I wish that I, I love super. I love them both. I love going to Supercross, but I see motocross almost becoming less important to the uh, the dollars. I guess the revenue for the riders, the the sponsors, and all that. And I don't want to see it die off. You know, I don't want to see it go to less rounds. I wish we talk about this all the time. I wish they could get more money involved, payout for the riders, so that more riders could do it, more teams could come in. It's a lot of wishing, a lot of you know wishful thinking. But I definitely enjoy the outdoors. This is the first year that I've got to do a few different rounds, and you know, went to Millville for the first time, went to Muddy Creek for the first time, uh, Lakewood last year for the first time, and yeah, I I love it. I love going on these tracks and. You see it on TV, and then you get there, and you're like, oh, wow, this is so much gnarlier, and, and it's just a whole different perspective. Yeah, it is. And, like, you know, if you go to outdoors, you get to see the guys on the track for definitely a lot longer. Yeah, um, that's true. And, you know, it's, it's I don't know. There's just something about the outdoors that I definitely don't want them to see them go away. But, you know, like you said, it's, it's looking like, you know, the sponsors, you're wanting more of the Supercross and you get more spectators um, to be able to watch it on, you know, TV and in the stadiums. And, you know, that's where they want to spend their money where they can get the 
um, publicity and all that. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there's definitely. I can see the sponsor's point of view on that, where it's it's easy. You know, it's it's all com- compact, bright lights. The you know the show the opening ceremonies is like going to a rock concert. I mean, I get it a little bit, but man, like the history is outdoors. And like you said, the, the, the real athleticism of these guys going 30 minutes plus two and, and hundred degree heat with humidity is just unlike anything else in the world. Oh yeah. You know, like it's a true test for the rider, you know, the bikes, the team, like, yeah, it's a lot more, it's harder on the teams and stuff like that. But Definitely. Yeah. You, know, you know, that's just the history and, that's where motocross started, and it definitely needs to be around for sure. I agree. I agree, hundred percent, and and hopefully it will be. Um, so, what do you think? I've been asking some people what, about the the MX of Nations team picks. Obviously, the American team I think is a great pick. I'm curious of everybody's thoughts on Team Puerto Rico. I'm sure you listened to Pulp last night. What do you think about the 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 picks for Team Puerto Rico? I mean. I think it's cool that they pick something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely going to get some publicity and a lot of uh, talk, that's for sure. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if it, if it works out how, you know, they've got the team set up. But on the other hand, I would have loved to see maybe on take like Anderson and with Marvin's deal, throw Marvin on there since he's got a U.S. passport. And then maybe... You know, like Alex Martin, or maybe drop Baggett down to two fifty or something, and yeah, then the U.S. would have had a good chance of being first and second. Yeah, we actually talked about that earlier. I was talking with Doc, was in studio, my producer son, and we were talking about it a little bit. Like, I mean, realistically, they could have had Baggett and Pike and Alex Martin or something like that, and had two super teams. Now, I don't know if there's some way, some rule that, where that wouldn't be allowed, but. I don't know. I mean, I, I see it for the hype. I, I think it's going to get a lot of people talking, but I don't realistically see uh, the character of Ronnie Mack being able to race, even if he's on a modern bike. He's not a real person. So all this has been said. I've already said it two or three times on the show tonight. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it, though. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Like, with him, you know, being not real and with, like, his image and all that stuff. Like it will be interesting to see if how they'll handle that. And you know, I don't know if they if they can actually let that happen. You know, I wouldn't think so. I would think it would have to be Jimmy Albertson, or they would just have to say, "Oh, he's ineligible," and you know, here's the here's his replacement or something. But you, you never know. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna sit back. I don't really know anything, so I'm just gonna sit back and watch and see what happens because it's gonna be here before we know it. Right, exactly, and uh, I'm definitely going and can't wait to be there. Sweet, yeah, I'll be there too. Um, TJ's going, and a bunch of our buddies are going up. There's uh, going to be a big group of people up there. Well, obviously, there's going to be a few hundred thousand people probably, a couple hundred thousand anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll have to try to hook up. Um, like a bunch of us Texas guys are going, and I, I talked to Tony Berluti today about something, and he's going, so we're going to try to maybe hook up. But, yeah, we'll we'll have to get together. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we got a camping spot up there, and we'll have a, a motorhome and everything up there. Hell, so yeah. We can definitely hook up. Sweet. Well, hey, before I let you go, I've got a uh, a question here from one of our listeners and somebody that you probably know. 
Um, <laughs> this is from uh, Ben Lee, privateer yep. Ben Lee. He okay. says, "Hey man, ask Preston Rose why he picks on me at the local practice track. Some bitch put me, <laughs> some bitch put me into a tire a few months ago. It's okay though. I got him back in Supercross <laughs> fantasy." <laughs> Yeah, me and Ben, we actually ride a lot at um, this guy Tim's track, WMMX in uh, Sweetwater, and we usually have some good battles. So. Yeah, ben, yeah he, uh, Ben's pretty rad. Yeah, he's a good guy. But yeah, that tire incident, he uh, went to jump on the inside of me, and there's some tires stacked up there, and he had nowhere to go. Oh. I think he pretty much ripped the radiator off his bike. Oh, that sucks. Uh, that's fun though. Some good, good ball busting with your buddies. There's nothing better. That's really a, the the most fun part of being a vet rider. I think is just busting your buddies' balls. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, Preston, man, thank you so much for coming on tonight. It was really cool meeting you, and uh, I appreciate you listening to the show and and being a part of it. Oh yeah, no worries. And uh, yeah, I like the show. I listen to it every week, and nice meet you and. Um, yeah, anytime you want me on, just hit me up. Absolutely, man. And I will definitely holler at you as we get closer to uh MX and Nations and, and we'll we'll get together and we'll we'll throw we'll we'll cheer on the American team. That's right. All, All right. right, thank you and uh have a good rest of the show. You too, Preston. Thanks, buddy. All right. See you. All right, see you, man. All right, Preston Rose. He is uh Obviously a very fast rider and a talented mechanic. If he got to work in the pro ranks and on factory teams, that's pretty pretty damn cool. So, uh, all right, we'll be back here shortly with uh, Carson Mumford. Once again, we're back with the final guest of the night, and he is uh, one of the more well-known amateur kids coming up. He kicked some ass at Loretta's. It's Factory Connection Geico Honda's Carson Mumford. What's up, dude? How's it going? It's going good, man. Um, So I was scrolling through your Instagram. I did not get a chance to watch a lot of Loretta's. I was working and just busy. But, dude, you went 1-1-1 in the 250B Limited, and I – how freaking sick is that? Yeah, it was definitely awesome. Uh, that's my third championship there, and I've never gone one one one. So uh, it was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, and, and how long are those motos? Are they they twenty minutes? Yeah, they're twenty plus two. So uh, you definitely have to have your endurance up. And do you feel like I mean, like if you had if you were in the pros tomorrow, do you think you could do another ten minutes? Um. 
Uh, it'd be tough. Uh, okay. I'd definitely have to ride faster with those guys, but um, <laughs> maybe the adrenaline might be able to carry me through the first moto, but uh, maybe the late day second moto, might uh, I might struggle a little bit. Well, I appreciate the honesty. Well, just give me a rundown of your week at Loretta's. I mean, it's a long week. What other classes did you run, and, and how was the entire week for you? Uh, the entire week was pretty good. Um, obviously, I went one 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 in the 250B Limited. Uh, Schoolboy 2, I struggled a little bit uh, with just with starts, and uh, I ended up going down every moto. So Really? I was always coming from the back, and uh, I always had to kind of minimize the damage. I, I went I, 8, 9, 8, I think, for uh, – I think seventh overall, so not terrible. Those guys are really fast. Um, Pierce Brown and Mike Julie Small were doing really good, and my teammate Joe Shimoda. So uh, I, I was up there for sure. Um, just kind of made some mistakes and went down, and uh, just kind of had a damage control. But the yeah. stock class went great. So when you have a, a moto like that, or three motos in one class where you go down, what what do you take away from that? Is there anything that you you're learning? You're you're processing internally. Uh, you know, were the crashes things that you did because you just made a mistake or were they, sometimes you crash and it's just out of your control. Like what do you take away from all that? Yeah, I definitely learned a lot from it. Um, I had to work on my starts a little bit and, uh, I, I really just, um, I used it to look at the track for the stock bike moto as well. Um, it really helped out just because, uh, you sit around a lot there. I had a moto one day, I think at 1030 and then at 630. So there's a lot of wait time and, uh, Without riding two classes, you'd be sitting around all day and maybe have to race at 6.30 where uh, getting on the gate one more extra time that day just really helps out a lot. Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, I mean, you're still – how old are you right now? I'm still 16. Okay, so you're, you're still – you know, you're young and you're you're at this race all week and, and you're at a level where it's really serious. Um, you're, you know, you're one of the, the rising stars, the stars of the future – but I'm sure you're still a kid. You want to have fun. So how do you step away from the race mode and go hang out with your buddies, that, you know, run around in a golf cart? Like, what, what do you guys do to just cut free for the, the week and have fun? Um, we're actually a pretty uh, relaxed group. Um, all my friends are super serious also. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we hang out. We go bowling or whatever. But uh, we're pretty serious. We like to get our work done. And, uh uh, we really don't do too much for fun. I mean, we go to the RC car track sometimes, BMX track. Um, but uh, we drove jet skis this last week. But uh, other than that, it's pretty much serious, and uh, we like to get our work done for sure. Well, yeah, I, I actually meant more specifically at Loretta's when you're just kind of hanging out and you don't have anything going on. What do you do? Oh, um, there, it's pretty tough. It's a stressful atmosphere for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, we definitely like to roll around on the golf cart and just, uh, it's good people watching for sure. There's a lot of craziness going on. And, I imagine. Uh, there's always some people doing crazy stuff in golf carts, wheeling them and stuff. <laughs> um, it's definitely just a, it's an experience just to go. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been, man. I, I got to go. I think maybe next year I'm going to try to at least come up for a couple of days. It's, I think it's like a seven hour drive from where I live. I don't know. Maybe just come up and check out some of the, I just never been, I, you know, I drove by it coming home from Muddy Creek and that was about it. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've definitely spent some time there. I think that was my 10th year there. Nice. So, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely fun. Yeah. And, um, so I know you got, you kind of hang out sometimes with Ryder D and some of those guys. Do you have any concern? Like when you guys go pro, you know, a few years down the road that, It'd be like, well, that's my competition now. I can't really hang out with this guy anymore. Uh, not really. Um, 
I've raced Rider D and Hunter Yoder before. Yeah. So it's a, uh, we're definitely friends off the bike. We try to, we try to keep it serious when we're out there, but, uh, at the end of the day, they're still my buddies and, uh, I get along with them pretty well. So, yeah, it'll definitely be tough to uh, try to make a last lap, last half <laughs> on them. But, right. Um, I mean, you kind of have to do what you have to do for sure, but they're definitely my buddies at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's one of the most, the things that I'm most excited about. I've said this a number of times since we had you on a f- after Freestone. We had you and Hunter and, and Ryder on that same night, and you all are so well-spoken and, and seem like you really – are just happy kids and, and have great personalities. And I hope that you guys are able to keep that because we see guys like, you know, um, Ryan Villapoto in the past and, and Eli now who are very, very serious and they don't, they, they don't seem like they're having fun. They probably are, but to a degree you don't see that. And I hope that when your generation gets up there, you can have a race with your buddies and, and joke around on the podium and still be like, Hey man, you know, yeah, Ryder got the best of me tonight, or whoever. So-and-so got the best of me tonight, but I'll get him next week. And uh, For me as a fan, having those personalities is a big positive. I think you guys are going to be amazing for the sport. Yeah, I I, I think uh, you lose some fans for sure when you're a serious guy all the time and uh, where a guy like Ken Rockson really shines in that spot. Um, exactly. He, he can, he can uh, admit that maybe he got a little tired or uh, really just be honest with the fans, and I think people really appreciate that. Yeah, you're 100% right. You know, you you see that. We talk about it all the time. And, you know, you're a fan of Pulp. He talks about it. You see it in, in other sports, in, in football and in baseball. Those guys, they have bad nights. They tell you, hey, I'm, I'm you know, they're, they're honest. But for some reason, our sport is so secretive about stuff that doesn't need to be a secret. You know, if you're hurt, you're hurt. Tell somebody. You know, if if you just weren't feeling it today, admit it. What does it make a difference? I don't, I don't think there's any weakness in being honest. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's crazy for sure. It's tough. Uh, sometimes you really just don't want to let your competitors know that yeah. maybe they had an edge on you that day or uh, build their confidence at all. But uh, you really just have to be genuine with everybody. And uh, I think uh, people really appreciate you just being honest with them. And uh, I think they like you more. I totally agree, man. Um, totally agree. I, I know I do. I, I enjoy those personalities. Guys like like Seven Deuce Deuce and, and A-Ray, guys that are just they, – they and Adam Cincerillo, who seem yeah. more real life. They're more like y- your buddies would be when you're hanging out the track, you know, on a amateur day or whatever. So Yeah. And so what are your goals? I know I'm sure you're, you're going to be gearing up for Monster Cup, I would assume, and then what are your goals for that and then uh, 2019? Um, yeah, getting geared up for Monster Cup. I think I'll do my first day of Supercross tomorrow, and then uh, – Goals for Monster Cup, uh, it's going to be tough. I'm going to race some really fast A-riders like Derek Drake and uh, Seth Haymaker. So uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. I, I'd definitely love to get on the podium there and maybe get a moto win. But I think that would be great. And uh, moving forward, um, I think I, I'm moving up to A. I think I pointed out at uh, Loretta Lynn. So just work hard and get, uh, get as fast as I can for next year's A. Well, yeah, I look forward to that, man. I, I, I honestly look forward to you guys moving up, man. I cannot wait until you're – in the pro ranks where we can follow you a little closer. It's, you know, the amateur stuff so spread apart that it's, it's hard to, you can't follow you like in, in pro pro motocross, pro supercross. You guys, you know, they're racing every weekend and uh, it's cool, man. I can't wait to see you up there. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, it's definitely tough as an amateur, you know, you kind of wait around all year and if you do bad at one race, people may not uh, view you as high where pros, you kind of get redemption every weekend. If you're a, uh, 
had a bad weekend. Yeah. What do you think about, you know, Mathis and their opinions on amateur racing as far as you say a lot of you guys, you don't race enough, you know, even if it's not a, you know, you're out in California. So let's say there's a race at LACR. I mean, why not just go race? What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's, that's a great, um, great idea. I, uh, I try to race as much as I can. My dad and I really support that idea. We, uh, go to the local REM races, uh, just to get gate drops, even if it's not the best, best 40 dudes out there. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's still a gate drop. You can ride up a class a day or, you know, ride. They, sometimes they put the B class with the pros. So you're riding with real good dudes. So, uh, yeah, that's good. I think gate drops are really key and you're not, you're not as timid when you go to a big race and, uh, exactly. more ready. Yeah. Right on. I, lo- I like that. And so how does it feel to be, uh, Pulp MX, Steve Mathis's favorite amateur rider. It's it it's pretty awesome. Um, I'm not sure why he doesn't like it. more amateurs. I think there's a lot of great riders. Um, but to be his favorite is super cool. I uh, I try and act like a pro or right. Maybe put in the same work or have the same attitude as a pro rider. So maybe that's why uh, he likes me more or something. But uh, yeah, I just. I'm going to definitely keep working hard, and uh, hopefully one day I can be on his show too. Oh, I'm sure you will be. And, and I really think his issue with the amateurs is the amount of money that gets put in from the, the teams um, to bring up guys like you and Ryder when he feels like some of that money should be put into the pro level where, where privateers are struggling. I think that's his biggest his biggest complaint is – you know, they may take a kid that's on 50s or I don't know how young they're, they're a team is grabbing those younger riders and putting so much time and effort into them for a kid that may not even be into it 10 years down the road, road you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely see his, uh, his point there. But uh, if uh, there's no good amateurs coming up, then uh, I think the pros will be a little bit more boring. So if that's there's true. a little bit more hype with the amateurs and uh, we're riding for factory teams, I think uh, – I think it makes for a more interesting uh, pro debut. Absolutely. Well, you should uh, you should just call in one night. I mean, do you you listen, don't you, on a regular basis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, should just, I try to. Yeah, just call in one Monday night, man. He'll he. You know, I I told Ryder to call in a few weeks ago, and Ryder called in, and and Mathis was cool, you know. So yeah, you should just call in and say, hey, what's up? Yeah, I might have to. Yeah. All right, man. Well, Carson, I I know you're busy and. Um, you're uh I, I can't wait to see it monster cup i'm gonna try to make it out there for that i don't know that it's gonna happen but um thank you for coming on tonight and congratulations on your championship and just keep working buddy awesome thanks for having me on all right carson you have a good night and we will we'll talk to you real soon awesome thank you all right bud see you all right bye all right that was uh carson mumford and again guys uh I apologize, man. It's a little awkward when I don't have another another person in here to to throw ideas off of. TJ's not going to be in studio next week either, but I think I've got somebody that's going to be coming in and just unfortunately it was a little shorthanded tonight. And I hope this show wasn't too bad. But if it was, man, just yeah, you know, let me know on social media. Tell me what I need to do better because uh, it's not easy doing it by yourself. That's for sure. So thanks, guys, for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Thank you.